Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Too crazy for boys town. Too much of a boy for crazy town. The child was an outcast. Go to the men's room later. You'll see a sign that says, Gentlemen, pay no heed. Go right in. There's no room that says scoundrel on it. Want to be a thug? You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk? I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. Is there to drive in a deep left field by Castellanos? It will be a home run. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to Not Here to Argue. I am here. Jam is here. You are here. But I'll be honest, I don't know how long any of us will be here and that's not like an existentialist thing um i do that on my own time i just can't think of anything that really happened this week i just like we try to keep everyone abreast of you know basketball or football or anything that that, that may come up um along the way and i got nothing i got no what you want to talk about today jim what's on your mind uh, breakfast. You, you having a good day? What's the capital of Oregon? Like, what's up? The capital of Oregon, I believe. It's not Portland. It's the other one. No, maybe it's in Portland. Um, I don't know. Went to, went to school today, you know, had some contracts class. But otherwise, pretty boring day. Pretty regular, run-of-the-mill, uh, nothing. How about you? Same. I went to law school for a little. Uh, yeah, same. I was kicked out. I, I don't attend law school. And then, no sooner... Did I walk back in? Do I see that that Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns, the Phoenix Suns at that, um, has made a little news. Has made a little news. Do we do we have that article? Uh, I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to read it because he said it wasn't true. Uh, if I remember uh, correctly. Well, well, listen, forget I said it. Uh, <laughs> y'all be good to each other this week. I'm here, Jim. Now, um, Baxter Holmes for ESPN uh, wrote a very uh, detailed and interesting article. I would recommend that if you're listening to this, I would recommend you read. Even if you're like, I don't care about the Suns. This is not about the Suns. <laughs> it is not this about is... the Suns. <laughs> there it is, is not I, breaking I down Devin a... Booker game film. It is not about the Suns. <laughs> there is no points per game. I didn't see a single PER um, in this. But the word Robert Sarver, on, he's owned the Sun since 2004. So Baxter Holmes did an interview with more than 70, 70 former and current Suns employees through Sarver's 17 year tenure. And I won't read them all because, again, they're really, it's just a number of things that you, 
words are wild, man. Because you, when you put them on a page, they can say anything, and they can say, you know, the 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 cat went to the store, and they can say Robert Sarver demanded to say the N word like Draymond Green. Like that's the thing about words; you can make them do just about anything you want. Uh, and our story opens with Robert Sarver asking openly and oftenly, "Why?" Can't he use some of the language that he's heard Draymond Green in particular use? That's the opening. I say that only because that's literally the opening. And it gets worse. Um, there's enough. Like there was the the rich, I thought the Rich Paul, Earl Watson stuff. The, the, the case there was, and I this is I want to read this directly because I don't want to misquote anything. So at the time. Earl Watson was the coach. Eric Bledsoe was a member of the Suns. Uh, Earl Watson was the coach of the Suns. Contract, this is from the article. Contract talks eventually led to Bledsoe's clutch sports agent, Rich Paul, remember that name, um, to communicate directly with Sarver. The Suns owner didn't want to extend Bledsoe's contract in part due to concerns about his durability, plus concerns that the team had performed, po uh, performed poorly with him as a starting point guard. According to sources at the time, Paul responded to Sarver's remarks by saying he knew basketball and that he, they weren't talking about tennis, Sarver's childhood sport. Sarver erupted at the dig. How dare you? <laughs> uh, I play tennis. I take that as an insult. <laughs> I, I think you meant that at me, Richard. Um, Sarver erupted at the dig, according to people with knowledge of the interaction, telling Paul he was going to fire Watson as the team's head coach if Watson didn't sever ties with Clutch which had been representing Watson uh, within 10 days just after the start of the season. Watson said that Sarver's ultimatum quickly reached him. He asked if Sarver was serious. Yeah, I will fucking fire you, Sarver told Watson. You have 10 days to think about it. Don't wait too long. Watson said he explained to Sarver the optics of a white owner asking a black coach to fire an agency led by a black agent, Paul. Yeah, I understand what race you two are, Sarver replied. He's, he's a smart guy, you understand, uh, according to Watson. So I'm asking you, how bad do you want your job? Watson said he told Sarver he wasn't going to fire Clutch. You can do whatever you want, Watson said he told Sarver. You own this team, but my culture is not for sale, and I'm not for sale. And I read that part to say, one, respect to Earl Watson. Um, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of bad quotes. I feel like that was one of the, <laughs> like, huh, that wasn't a, a repulsive quote. Uh, there were some disappointing quotes from, from James Jones, the GM of the Suns. Steve there was some even more. <laughs> Steve Kerr, uh, just a lot of, hey man, I, I, <laughs> I didn't see this side of Robert Sarver, and I can't imagine why Steve Kerr, fellow rich white man, did not see the same side of Robert Sarver that his employees and, yeah, his employees saw uh, that were not as rich as white as male. I don't like diversity. That's a direct, <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> uh, we said bacon or sausage, sir. It's breakfast time. <laughs> I don't like diversity. Um, there's just a lot. Uh, there was an uh, instance in there, which I, I'll try to get a couple of jokes in now because it, it, a lot of it is just very troubling. Like there was a, a, a female former employee said that after being physically assaulted by a male co-worker outside the office, a female co-worker went to HR out of concern for the employee's safety. The two told ESPN the HR spoke with the alleged victim, ultimately deciding that simply moving her desk would resolve the issue. 
At that time, the alleged victim said there were two rows of desks with partitions separating each one, that hers was right next to the male co-workers. They moved her to the second row, the second of two rows, you understand? I couldn't escape, she said. Adding that if she stood up, he was right there, probably less than 10 feet away. It was a joke, an absolute joke, end quote. So there's kind of fun, like him going on the court and telling DeAndre Ayton to shoot threes uh, when the coaching staff is like, no, we told him don't shoot threes. That's funny. Uh, but th- like, him, this- him pantsing a guy is pretty funny. Like that, it's, yeah. it's a horrible abuse it's- of power, but it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think the funniest thing about it, he he pants. Uh, I think a guy who's like been with the organization for a while. And the funniest, like after every single story, it's like you know Sarver said he didn't. You know he had no comment. He didn't remember <laughs> this interaction this. that way. It, it was like Sarver said, "Hey man, that shit was funny." Like, Sarver- <laughs> yeah, I pantsed him. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, I did. And then Harvard, uh, Sarver high five. Uh, <laughs> he was wearing terribly embarrassing underwear. Everyone <laughs> laughed about it. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. It's stuff like fostering a culture of that. He said, like, when they were trying to get LaMarcus Aldridge, they found out LaMarcus Aldridge want, wanted to stay close to his children in Texas. So Robert Sarver suggested that the Suns needed to, quote, have local strippers impregnated by NBA players so those that would have children in the Phoenix area would feel obliged to be closer to them and give the Suns a potential edge and free agency. He also went on to tell everyone in the office about his wife performing oral sex on him and mentioning that he needs Magnum or extra large condoms. Um, that, that one is... Funny to me only in that, like, that's literally a Danny DeVito line from It's Always Sunny. We're just casually mentioning, I need extra large condoms for my Magnum <laughs> Dong. Like, yeah, a- what do I have to do today? I've got to go to the store. I've got to, I've got to get some gas. Uh, i got to get some uh, extra long condoms for this hog of mine. Um, probably watch the game, eat some lunch. Uh, just a while, again, one I would encourage anyone hearing this to like if, if the quotes i've given you don't uh pull you in i, I don't know what to tell you that's just a fraction of like the, the total yeah, like uh, least. <laughs> they're legit probably i feel You're like i've seen the, not even kidding probably, notes <laughs> yeah like 15 you know you see like on people go on top of the article and screenshot their little favorite part i feel like i've seen 15 different ones of the, like mo- most people grab on like the same couple juicy parts of a story so much juice here there's so much juice in this story um so it's it's uh racism sexism misogyny um i think some like who am i to say what is or what is there was a story about he walked in and saw taylor griffin uh blake griffin's brother working out didn't have hair on his legs and asked him did he shave his balls too is that appropriate? Probably not. It just, it's like, hey, a woman says she was physically assaulted and has to like sit next to her coworker. Yeah, but I got to add in this part. He was talking about Blake Griffin's brother's balls, man. This guy's sick. This guy's, a, this guy's dangerous, man. Um, it is bad. You probably, if you employ people, shouldn't be talking about their testicles. But for the list of things Robert Sarver has allegedly done in this article, uh, it doesn't reach the bottom of the totem. I feel yeah, like to be fair, it's at towards the bottom of the article. He went, they went through the the extensive racism and the extensive misogyny before they got to Taylor Griffin ball talk. So I re, I, I respect the editor's choice there at ESPN. Sure, uh, and Griffin, I, I don't want to leave him uh, 
without a voice for himself. At the time, I took it as a joke. Looking back on it in the context of today, for a leader of a company or the owner of a team to say such a thing is inappropriate. Um, and I, I, that feels like the general gist of this, not to pick on Taylor Griffin. It's just one of those things like throughout the art, there's just a lot of, hey, man, I never saw that side of him. Uh, you know, he was probably joking. We said it in jest. We weren't being serious. It's like, I don't know, man. They talked to 70 fucking people. <laughs> 70 people. If somebody, if I talked to 70 people and they was like, man, I'm telling you, Jam, he doesn't really know birds. I said, what? They <laughs> said he doesn't know birds at all. I said, you know, they said, we work with Jam since 2004. There's 69 other of us that can confirm he doesn't know birds. I said, you're full of shit, man. He knows his birds. <laughs> And then Baxter Holmes wrote an article. <laughs> and came to you with a quote and said, did you know anything about this? Yeah, as an unnamed jam new birds. An unnamed host of Not Here to Argue, a weekly show on the Underdog uh, Network, was quoted as saying, no. but yeah, I would recommend everyone read this article. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'll say, clock is running, Adam Silver. You are on the clock, buddy boy. That Donald Sterling tapes dropped April 25th and April 29th. Adam Silver banned him, fined him, all that. And that was for stuff recorded not on the Clippers lines, not like within the organization. And he was still out of there. So I feel like he set his own precedent that one star, I mean, clearly star, he has to go. Two, it's got to be pretty like, if by the end of the week we don't have something on this, then something it will feel like something's up. And the only thing I hate is that nothing's re what's really going to happen to Robert Sarver here. He's not going to go to court for any of these. He's going to sell the team for I'm guessing ten times what he bought for what bought it for, and he will just escape to being another like sexist racist billion like just out in the why I wish it was a way to. Like he's out, like you cap him at his initial investment. Hey, you, you paid 200 million. If you paid 200 billion for this and they were 400 billion now, you get 200 billion back. Even Steven, because you don't get to reap the benefits of. Because I'm, man, if I'm trying to get out, like, man, okay, Jam, I'm just telling you, I'm going to call you some bad words. Okay. I don't mean them. I don't mean them. But just so I'm forced to sell off, not here to argue for two, $2.5 billion. I don't mean it, but I'm going to say them. Just, just add up. I just don't think it's fair. You only paid $2 billion. We're not here to argue. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. How am I going to live? My kids need to eat. Um, the thing that's I, wild I, to me is that it's like there are 70 people <laughs> who like gave stories for this. I feel like you listen to the NBA. You follow the NBA for the past decade. You knew Robert Sarver was a shitty guy. Like, that sure. was pretty well established by everyone. But it shouldn't take Baxter Holmes just doing, like, a like. it doesn't seem like Baxter Holmes needed to do that much investigative journalism. It seems like what? he just needed to call up, uh, get a directory of the Suns practice facility <laughs> yeah. with a microphone. Who wants to like, say things about Robert Sarver? <laughs> Fuck Robert Sarver? Fuck Robert Sarver? Fuck Robert? Hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. You want to be on camera? Uh... So it's just kind of wild that, like, this is a – clearly an organizational failure like Definitely. there's just like repeated incident after repeated incident that hr is trying to sweep under the rug just 
blatant racism and misogyny. And but like, why didn't there's no one else who kind of like why are we just hearing about this now? 17 years after this guy uh, started owning the team, you would think like in the after Sterling news, after like kind of the recent Mavericks news that Mm -hmm. someone in the Suns organization, one of these 70 people might say, hey, you know what's interesting? This fact pattern kind of matches uh, something we've been doing here in Phoenix. Yeah. Huh. And I, I mean, I, I felt the same way about Sterling. Like it was just no, it was no secret going back to the nineties. He had like log these, it, I don't think there's been any law cases against Sarver. Um, there were lawsuits against Sterling for his like renting and not renting. Oh to yeah. People he was pay. a, uh, legally found to be a slumlord. Le- a legal slumlord. Um, and it was just fine. It was just, and it wasn't even because this, this is why it's especially devious. He didn't own the Lakers. Right, he it wasn't the like, hey man, he the owner of the Lakers, but they the franchise. You know what I'm saying? They power, prestige gets off as it always does. He owned the fucking Clippers, and I like it. Just feels like it's gonna take. It's gonna take thirty exposés. That's what this is gonna take because I, I, I can't imagine no owner is gonna like throw themselves on the sword for one. Silver two doesn't want to be. Hey, okay, well we're gonna have to comb through every single organization. It's like when they were threatening about tampering, man. It's like, come on, man. Do y'all want us to really look through every single one of y'all's messages and emails? Don't do this. Don't don't just follow the rules. Don't do this. But they don't follow the rules. So I don't know. Like he's out. Some non-racist billionaire will uh, get in early on a championship contending team in a big market for whatever they pay is going to be a fair price. Um, I just don't know what changes i guess like it's interesting this time it just feels like what what, cha- what what's going to change what's going to stop this from four years from now and i only say orlando's on it because i know it's the devosses and they're terrible people but if it's like it comes out it's like yeah you know uh we've been working on a story about rich devos for four years why <laughs> why like what I, I i guess i just don't and to be fair may i'm sure somebody one of these 70 tried to take it up the ladder I, I think it's fair to say and it was in the stores like listen hr which is a common thing hr does not work for you hr works for the company don't ever forget that in this situation or any situation but i just don't know what's going to come of it i don't know like sarver will be out they'll do i imagine chris paul who is really might just be mr fucking bad vibes uh or maybe Chris Paul is deep throat and he's the one leaking these stories uh, on the bad owners. I like where your head's at. I like where you, we find out uh, <laughs> Chris Paul buys into 12% of the Phoenix Suns. Um, and it's, it, it's not so much a Chris Paul thing. I think it does look kind of wild. That the, I think he's still the vice president or he's about to not be the vice president of the Players Association anymore. Um, he finds himself in sticky situations. Owners play it like it's, it's just a maybe it's telling. Maybe he's like, Man, I want to be just like that guy, Robert Sarver. Man. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I would like to officially enter my name into the hat for buying the Suns. I need a small personal loan from Nick Rudman of 
I'll let him know what it's going. He can just give me a blank check. I feel like is what I'm saying. Um, the underdog sports Phoenix Suns. I feel- the talking stick underdog fantasy arena. Oh, they changed that. Talking sticks out. We could just oh, really? the, we could just the underdog sports underdog. Not here to argue. Uh, Josh Norris fantasy football podcast Phoenix Suns featuring Hayden Winks and Worldwide Wop and Worldwide Wop. I think it could work. So I just want to throw my name in that hat. Um, trying to think what else happened. I was going down my NFL quarterback bingo. And I got to the square where the reigning MVP misled people about being vaccinated from COVID-19. Um, so bingo to me, some good news Two, what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers? I can't, I don't, did I send you that link? I don't know if I did or not. If not, can we put it up? Just anything with this Aaron Rodgers shit, Mr. Immunization. Oh, sure. Um, we have, um, his teammate here. There we go. The other doc, this is Aaron Jones, MD. Keep this in mind before you listen to his, uh, medical information. Told us in August he was immunized. Did you know before today that he wasn't vaccinated? Uh, I mean, that's not for me to say. I, I, be, I believe that's HIPAA. So uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. I, I just focus on myself and my my health. Uh, I'm not really worried about anybody else's health status in here. Yeah, fuck everybody else. I'm with Aaron Jones. Um, two things about this. one, a question asked directly to you. Feels like something for you to say. You know what I'm saying? It's not for me to yeah, say. What, hey, Jam, what are you doing this weekend? Not for me to say. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Did you know about Aaron Rodgers? That's HIPAA. I can't reveal. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that's HIPAA. Um, HIPAA was a net negative. What if they just? What if the doctors just repealed HIPAA? It's like, if y'all going to use it wrong, we're just going to repeal it. And so now doctors can just like just everything is just free game. Um. I'm disappointed in the media here. Not us, though. We're not. You know what I mean? Not us. Um, If you were there and you heard Aaron Rodgers say, yeah, I'm immunized. Follow up. Uh, (laughs) Whiskers. um, What the fuck does that mean, Aaron Rodgers? Um, Oddly specific word choice. (laughs) Yeah, it just feels like there's so many ways to push on that. And I tried, like, I looked for other, I wanted to find the full clip to make sure, like, maybe somebody did and they just cut it out. They didn't show that part. To my, not that, any, not that anything I saw, I don't know that anybody pushed him on that. It just seemed to be a, I'm immunized. Um, well, because he also started by saying, like, he was asked if he had the vaccinated. He said, yeah, I'm immunized, which is like, someone called flag. that a lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, uh, I'm not going to judge players who are not vaccinated. Implicit lie, <laughs> not including yourself in that. Group. Well, no, I, I, I think that one was. He's like, I'm not going to judge those guys. They're probably very handsome. They wear number twelve. MVP. I'm not going to judge them. They uh, probably they probably have very difficult family situations. Yeah, they, <laughs> you should really think about what I'm they're going through before you cast this kind of judgment. But one thing I don't like it's being blamed on his fiance because she's a like make her own soap and toothpaste and detergent and all that shit, which is fine. This man's like 38. This man is 38 years old. If he wants to 
rub mud under his eyelids to fight off COVID-19. That's on him, not her. Because for her line of, I believe she's an actress or in the entertainment industry. I don't think she has these kind of, she can make whatever, <laughs> she can make whatever she wants. She can get as vaccinated or unvaccinated as she wants. For him and his line of work, it's a problem. Because he's been shown doing things that non-vaccinated individuals aren't supposed to be doing. Like they were talking, they say he, you know, wears a mask inside the building and all that. But I know for press conferences, media, uh, you're not supposed to be doing in-person media. You're not supposed to be traveling on the team plane, which he has been. They just he was dressed like John Wick, just shooting COVID-19 at everybody at the damn Halloween party. Um, and here, uh, Bomani John, I think he makes a good point, says also on Aaron Rodgers. He's been naked face a lot. Do the protocols allow that for unvaccinated players? I didn't think they did, which that's a huge problem that reflects terribly on the players, team, and league. There's no room for star treatment on this. Rodgers is also every bit the space cadet Kyrie is. Just tells better jokes. Jokes go a long way, but he's been a clown about this now, and it ain't just about him. I agree with that. And I'll say, for Kyrie, Kyrie never misled. Kyrie, are you vaccinated? Hell no. Are you immunized? I don't know what that means, but probably not. Um, Rogers, that, that's just that's shady business. And then last week they had a Thursday night game. Three or four of his receivers were out. Uh, two because COVID or close contact, and they were unvaccinated. So my, th- if you're Aaron, Rod- what did you think was going to happen this whole year? This like this whole you just thought you <laughs> they'll never know, <laughs> dummies. Um, and it's come out because he tested positive, right? Like he, yep. So he just thought, my wife makes the best soaps. I just am yes. never going to get this. Yes, I inhaled some essential oils uh, before a shower. I'm probably fine. That's a very good point because I feel like there's some anti-vax argument that's like, I've had it. I'm not like I, I don't need this extra protection. Like I'm in very good shape. Mm. But you can still test positive for it. And like, there's clearly leagues that uh, rules in the league that say, if you are not vaccinated, we're going to treat it differently than this. And so Aaron Rodgers just thought, I'm just going to say I'm immunized. And hopefully, it's just like, yeah, uh, just... no chance of getting it. And um, Look, if I do, his, people won't To be care. fair to him, it worked for two months. Well, he didn't get COVID for two months. <laughs> I don't know if we know that. He could have had this shit all along. He's had it for two months. Um, but I do think it's because this does seem like one of those, not quite, but it's like, hey, if we find this, we're going to have to search for, up, like, they're going to have to see, okay, well, was he masked inside the facility? Were other people, because Devontae Adams, who set out last week, his star receiver is unvaccinated, but he, like, I don't think he ever made any claims about being immunized uh, or iodized or any of that shit. So I just don't know what, ha- like, does he come back and get vaccinated does he is there even like, is there any point in it now would he would he be open to it because i know he tried like he filed the petition to say i don't know not that he was vaccinated but no, he was, tried to get approval for his wife so yeah, it was a it was like an approval but it wasn't like a religious exemption that's what i thought was interesting it wasn't he wasn't trying to because everyone aaron Rodgers don't like nothing no he don't like a, his family atheist guy <laughs> he don't like jesus he don't like his family he don't like his teammate he don't like his boss he don't, he like, don't like science he don't, <laughs> he don't like science um he don't like winning championships he don't well he likes he like getting close he just likes the thrill of the victory uh the other team's victory um 
But I, I he misses this week against the Chiefs, which is a big game for like this. The Packers are seven and one. Like they're cooking right now. The Chiefs are not good, but against the Packers backup quarterback, I'd probably take those chances. And also, this is a primetime game. I feel like Goodell's got to be pissed. I don't, I mean, I don't know what Adam Silver would do. I know David Stern would have, he have more, uh, being flayed and quartered right now. Uh, you going to fuck up the primetime game, bro? Bet. Um, I'm actually surprised Goodell let this happen before the Chiefs game. Like, mm. they could have delayed this, uh, the, these results till after uh, primetime. <laughs> The Chiefs stink. If the Chiefs were also seven and one, mums the word. They're like, hey, week eleven, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's just some very devious behavior. And now they've just been pulling up like old quotes. Like Aaron Rodgers is a chemtrails guy. <laughs> he is a like he's, he's I think he believes in aliens or ghosts. Uh, yeah, he's if all, I remember correctly. Which at this point, I need an interview with Brian Gutenkunst. So if he could just be like, <laughs> I fucking told you. Thank you. Gunkus was fucking Gunkus. thrilled when this uh, came out. Yeah. He's this like, I why. told you. That boy is strange. I didn't want him here. Um, so there's that. Um, what else happened? Oh, Atlanta's title town. I don't know if you heard that. Got the United check. Braves want a ring. Check. Hawks is on the way. Check. And those are Atlanta's three only professional franchises. Um, so congratulations to them. Speaking of, we got ourselves a set of new uh, new NBA jerseys on the prowl. Let's, uh, let's get a peek at those if we can. We got the new what, city or so they call them something. Uh, yeah, the new money grabbers. Um, this is a strong. We're looking at the Hawks one. This is I one bet. of the best ones. Non-biased. Um, I really yeah. like that the this thing you sent me uh, where they explain where they get all the graphics from. Because really, most of the times, it's just like, why the hell did they do that? At least we'll yeah. see justifications for their nonsense. Uh, yeah, it, it was. I was looking for. I just wanted one with all the pictures, and I found this link. It goes like one. Like we're looking at the Hawks one right now. So it's showing. They took the like giant bird in the middle from the Dikembe Mutombo era. They took the Atlanta font writing from like the Pistol Pete era. They threw they took the number block numbers from the like blue, I guess, association jerseys they had last year. And they do anything on the shorts. The yellow is from the previously yellow jersey. <laughs> I think I Joe Johnson. I think I would have pieced that one together. Um, oh, this is the same color. Yeah, some yeah, of these they, they don't have great explanations for. Uh, your thoughts on your beloved Celtics? Eh, it's okay. okay. The shorts are are fine. The thing the Celtics have never tried anything that's not a green or white jersey, and it's been like. The thing that's frustrating about the Celtics is there's so much tradition and so many Bob yeah. Cousy photos. It's just like, let's try a purple. Let's try something about the city listen, of Boston. Gonna, let's do something different. You're going to get gray or black, and that's it. So I, it's like, I oh, yeah, there's lots of retired numbers. It's like a, it's a fine jersey. It's just like I've seen a green Celtics jersey that makes reference to their many retired players and 17 banners uh, before. Yeah, like this is the one that didn't need – like you. this is in reference to our – we know – um, we used to have some white guys, but yeah, 
11 of 13 in the 1950s and 60s. <laughs> How about it? Um, they're fine. They're not bad. I mean, we don't like look through everyone. What are, what are your favorite, like, top, what's your top three as we scroll through? We're looking at the net. I, I gotta say, Nets these are strong. my bottom three. I don't, oh, you don't like, like them. I like the uh, old red, white, and blue, like ABA style. Any homage, I feel like every ABA team had a red, white, and blue uh, jersey. They mm. just were more colorful. So I, I like them. The one that was the funniest to me, I don't know if it's my favorite, it's the Thunder. The Thunder mailed it in. The Thunder just didn't even try on this one. The Thunder one with the uh, Ku Klux Klan uh, edition <laughs> uniforms, just all just white on white on white. Um, it's not a bad look, but I, I'll say for the Thunder as a whole, just have a lot of stinky jerseys. Oh, this, is, oh yeah. this might be their best one in history, which is very <laughs> a very low bar. Um. Because the thing about the th- like all the things they pulled from the all four, all four of those uniforms suck. Not I don't like any of those four that they pulled from. Never no. have. Thunder have never had a good a, a good jersey. No, so I I can actually appreciate them just being like, you know what, y'all didn't like the bl- orange, you didn't like the blue. Every no color we tried in the yeah. past has not worked, so we need the absence <laughs> of color. My wife sewed these shorts all night, and it's bitch, bitch, bitch. Complain, complain, complain. Uh, Denver. I like Denver's. Where's Denver's at? I do like. I like Denver's. They're one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, little Tetris I like the, theme going on. I like that. The little Tetris, the rainbow. I think I can make it better though. Like, let me just. Who is this? Just, guy? just walk. Oh, just sorry. walk. Walk with me here. Walk with me here. You leave the shorts the same. You take the rainbow stuff off the side and put that around the border of the words. The yellow around Denver. I feel like that makes it a better a better jersey. So I'll wait for them to steal that idea for next year's associations. Um, and the Pacers. Got I'm I like the Pacers. I feel like they did a very like theirs was very obvious what they were doing. They were just mixing like the old like the the blue bar across the chest and then the Reggie Millers with the I don't know like the diagonal cut. And I like those old those 90s Pacers jerseys. Yeah, so I I this is one of my like it feels very simple, very clean. They kept the shorts basic. Like the Pacers. Least favorite. Okay, what's your least favorite? Uh I don't I don't have one off the bat. Let me let me get a scroll through. The Lakers pre and purple is kind of weird. Uh, it's a, yeah, purple and light. I I mean I get it, um but it's a little weird. I, I think we're about to come up on my least favorite. Not yet. Bingo. Stop right there. <laughs> Book them. Um, the Miami that's obnoxious. That, is that a ransom note? That's exactly what it looks Put the money in the bar. Bring it to Biscayne Bay and out of bio won't get hurt. Um, Miami hit it out of the park the first time they started doing these jerseys. And since then, just a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a lot of bit worse. Every single letter is from like a different one of their uniforms. Um, it's just nasty at work all around. The short, even the shorts are bad. The short, how you fuck? It's awful. It's like I get the idea now looking at these pictures that they try to take something from from every jersey of the past, but like someone took the assignment a little too literally here. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like again, like the. To reference back to the the Hawks took one font for the name, one font for the number. The Heat took a different single font for every letter of Miami and the numbers. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I, I don't much care for it. 
I, I don't like seen Dallas. That, one that was awful. Yeah, I, Miami's my. Those are my. I don't like. I just Dallas just does. Y'all have a franchise star. Why don't y'all want like a decent jersey to put him in? Why cannot Luke? Why, why can Luka Doncic just not get a decent seventy-seven offensive lineman uh, jersey to wear? Oh yeah. Here we go. They, like they're just they're the they're the same old ones. They put a little green trim on the side, and they took the numbers from the Dirk uh, versions. Sick. There's like very uh, there's some uh, youth church league jersey. We got to watch oh. Luka Doncic highlights for the next fifteen <laughs> years and bullshit, man. He's just on the green team. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> this is uh, green team's playing red team this week. And yeah, sick. And uh, uh, orange team has to provide orange slices to uh, <laughs> the entire league. Y'all come get y'all's Capri Sun and uh, oranges. Um, the Grizz, we passed the Grizzlies. They were my most disappointed just because they usually bring fire. And I, I like there's this, you're fine. They're just kind of tame for them. They didn't really they feel went, like they changed much. They they yeah. added some uh, some trim around the outside. Yeah, it's a good looking trim. I just feel like they they normally knock this out of the park. So I, I was looking for a little... I do like the old the 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 big the big grizzly bear oh, yeah. shorts from the Vancouver days. That's a nice touch. Oh, listen, all the old Raptors, any any era, the Hawks, where your emblem was just an enormous animal, like just to coll- like the Milwaukee Buck was so big, and I just say Bucks or Cream City. Wait, what's the uh, show me the Bucks one? I can't place it right now. What the Bucks do for there? Because I know the Suns. I, just- I hope it wasn't Cream City. Uh, they just did simple. Oh, they threw a little purple in there as a. Oh yeah, I don't hate those. A note to the Ray Allen days. Yeah, the purple for the Ray Allen, the lettering from the uh, Lou Alcindor days, and the thirty-four from the Giannis days. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like I, I, that. That feels like what Dallas was going for, but Dallas was like, let's just put one, just green, and the Bucks put some green, some light green, some purple, some white. I like that one. Also, is it did every single sponsor on the jerseys change this year? Like, did everybody? I feel like every single person I've seen, I was like, they sponsor that. Like, I, I just know the Bucks used to be Harley Davidson, so I don't know. Like, does everybody switch every couple years or something? I know the Celtics was GE. Who do the Celtics have now? Vistaprint. I've just been seeing Vistaprint all day. Yeah, so I, I just want I want business cards now. It, I don't know how it works. It's like it doesn't oh, yeah. make sense. It's on a season to season basis, but see, that's yeah. Because I was like, okay, I get you know some of the deals run out or whatever you might have had a two or three whatever but it just seems like a lot a lot of arenas too i feel like i've seen a lot of new arena names um i think some like new corporations just come on and be like ge's giving you this much money we'll double it yeah you it, and that's it, definitely, i uh i haven't used a motorola in many years but looking at these bucks jerseys i'm still not gonna do that i was gonna say does do is there any proof that like advertising like this works like do people in new orleans like really want to go get the smoothie king because it's the smoothie king arena like y'all want to go to y'all want to go to smoothie king before we go watch the pelicans lose by 44 yeah like i just don't like i just don't get it like it just doesn't like i just never have thought and maybe you can argue like subliminal stuff Mm. what is aura and why do they sponsor the wolves i'm never going to go and get like oh I saw D'Angelo Russell put up 28 in that, that clean aura jersey. I need to figure aura. out what they I will take two auras, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I don't know if they all like keep just I don't even want to see the team. I just want to see the companies. I just feel like 
I the bought Pel- these are made up companies. Yeah, the Pelicans used to be Zatarans. Like I, some of these, I just remember because I was like, I know that wasn't what used to be there. I don't like the. I don't. They just went black and orange for some reason. I. I don't. You know, like a basketball. Oh, okay. I like it now. Um, loves. I think they've been there. So loves is. <laughs> loves has got the OKC market on Smash Disney. I heard of them. Those jerseys suck though. I don't like introducing a new color that has nothing to do with your. Uh, like your original color scheme. The, I think of the Benz Dome. Like I've been to the Benz Dome a number of times. I've wanted a Benz, but I, it's not like, man, you know what? I just watched that game. I'm going to the dealership, baby. Um, Crypto.com. Who? I can't even see that. Crypto.com. Pay, yeah, PayPal. Sun, I'm sure they sun, want to be associated with the Suns right now. <laughs> Suns just completely uh, ran it back, which I, they were like, listen, we got bigger fish to fry than <laughs> Then shorts and shirts. Uh, they have one picture of where they got the idea from it. It's just last year's jersey. <laughs> yeah. No, you remember these? Uh, <laughs> you remember DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. I think they, maybe they put a little, I don't know if that was there on this. Was that on the shorts? I can't hardly tell from the picture. It feels like a little bit more pixelated uh, yeah. on the shorts this um, year. Because that's the yeah. type of leadership Robert Sarver uh, Definitely. provides. Definitely. See, I think it, I feel like they could only go the other way. People be like, oh, PayPal. They like Robert Sarver? Bet. I'll never use them again. <laughs> um, Portland mailed it in. This is just like I get, you know, again, they can't go away from black, white, and red, but they just went just rip city, black and red. Very, just very boring. Just go boring. back to these early 70s ones. Those yeah, ones them Billy cool. Walton joints. Those were cool. Yeah. But who's that, sir? Is that StockX? StormX. What do you mean? <laughs> Which, if I had to guess, is like a a brand of uh, aluminum siding for your home. Like, I don't know what StormX provides. You buy and uh, sell storms like NFT? Like, I, I heard of hurricanes uh, coming up over Miami. Man, we are giving a lot of free advertising uh, for a dial pad. This. Yeah, that's I. <laughs> it's like I... I feel like we bigger than some of these companies, man. Why underdog not sponsoring the Sacramento? <laughs> Though I do like that Sacktown jersey. It, it just they kept the black just pretty simple. Just kept it simple. It's like, hey, we're still we're still the kings. Does anyone yeah. call it Sacktown? Is that like what people in Sacramento are like heading up to Sacktown? Does anybody call like- Milwaukee Cream City? <laughs> uh, I just these just get more and more. I just can't wait till Nutter Butter is just sponsoring one. Um, Nut City. <laughs> Bus Central. Um, Spurs, they jazz it up. I don't – I love the chance they took. I don't love the result, but I, they did a little something other than black and white. So I, I'll always respect the attempt. Um, yeah. Raptors, I feel like Raptors they kind of – need to stop that. doing Drake colors. Yeah, stop listening to Drake. Just stop. He was like, no, make the Raptor bigger. <laughs> bigger. Um, the Jazz, uh, same – yeah, same. They look forward to blowing it nose again. Again, I feel like they just flipped the colors of the <laughs> stripe. Of the once in a while. Jersey, yeah. But I don't hate these. I don't hate this no, particular they're... flip of it. Um, they took the number from the Jordan jerseys and the stripes from the old uh, Bullets days. And they have no sponsor. That's, that's fine. Hmm. The Wizards stand for something. Um, just <laughs> They stand for being the eighth seed every year. <laughs> So we're get those are the city. I imagine we like we normally get the other version. Those will probably come in a couple months. I'm get a couple weeks, couple months. Like they stretch them out. Um, but I, yeah, the, the Pacers really might be my favorite. They just felt like they understood the assignment. Horn I, Hornets have too much. That's just too. They've got like 
honeycomb stuff, the old font, it's fading out. It's fading into the honeycomb on the shorts. The like the cursive writing, but the block lettering doesn't work. It's just it feels too much. And no part of those Bobcats jerseys should have been taken. No part of those Bobcats jerseys. No, anything from the Bobcat. Uh, Even Charlotte. Anything. Not this, um, yeah, I think we'll, uh, I guess, reconvene whenever they drop the uh, the newest uniforms. What else? I wonder. There was some shooting I, stuff I want to talk about. But kind of hard to go from, like, Sarver to the numbers. Um Give me the, uh, the the standings now, if we can, or the the basketball reference. Just like our, our, our just our, our little check in here, just our check in here. So we are seven teams have played between seven and nine games. I believe we're coming up on the close of what the full second week of the NBA. Top four seeds. Mo- okay. Top four se- home court. In the East, Heat, 76ers, Bulls, Raptors. Of those four, who's most likely to remain the top four, least likely to remain by the end of the year? End of the regular season. Least likely? I would have to go to the Raptors. I just Mm. don't believe in the Raptors. I doubt they are quite good. I know Scotty Barnes is playing out of his mind. I know OG is wild. Also, they're doing us all without Siakam. So maybe I made the wrong pick. I was gonna say I think that's the like they're playing better than I thought and haven't got Siakam back. So maybe Siakam comes back and ruins everything. Um, but I don't know. The Bulls are just a, a very solid team. The Heat, I just I guess I'm still have the preseason thoughts about what all these teams were, and I just like thought that the Heat and 76ers would be good. And Bulls, I just came in and uh absolutely stomped the Boston Celtics. So I, maybe that's just mm-hmm. fresh in my mind. Sure. Um Oh, we'll get to them. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, they, I think the one it's been said a lot. Like we're still in the early. I think probably the next two weeks we get out of it. Right now, there's just so many limited things to say. So everybody is saying the same thing. Like I feel like everybody talked about like the rule changes. Like I've heard everybody talk about like the Euro foul call is next, uh, which I agree with, but I just don't have anything to add to that. What I will say, I with the rule changes, I think I did undersell, not the rule. I think I undersold the refs, honestly. I was like, okay, they're, they're going to change the rules. Yeah, okay. And to their credit, I feel like the refs have been pretty much, like, stayed on top of it. And on like with that, we're seeing, like, historic numbers the other way. Like, the Heat right now averaging or allowing 99 points a game. And... I feel like last night, I feel like every night I see at least one score. Somebody scored in the 70s, 80s, or night, and that was just one like that just didn't happen last year. Even a blowout game was 115 98. Like, you know what I'm saying? People, you were getting 100 points or close, not 88, not 78 points. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to be a good thing. I feel like they had to, like a substitute teacher, you got to come in real tough uh, or else they'll walk all over you. We'll see if they keep it up, you know, especially in the playoffs. I don't worry about the stars at all. They'll adjust. They always have. Like James Harden got he got to line, free throw line twenty times the other day. So I feel like we I feel like he safely figured uh, this out. But okay, most likely to stick in the East. Yeah, who do you like? Who do you think is legit? I think the Heat are legit. 
they're just playing damn good basketball. That game, I've only seen them once. I'm going to see them beat the Boston Celtics tonight. But um, yeah, them their game against the Mavericks is just like oh, turns out adding Kyle Lowry was helpful. And like as a Celtics fan, I have strong hatred for both Kyle Lowry and the Miami Heat, but I respect mm. them both. And the com- the combination of the two is just uh, it terrifies me. I get it. Also, some I found out. Kyle Lowry was apparently on the committee to approve these rules, which that's <laughs> suspect. That's very su- Chris Paul was there. Uh, a few other players, uh, Draymond Green, probably, but a few Kyle Lowry was like, Oh, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pass the rule that you can mug people, and then I'm gonna go to the mugging place so we can all mug people. Yeah, the, the gritty team that plays a hard nosed defense and is very physical is there. It was on the rules committee, doesn't seem uh. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Um, it might be because Jason Tatum has a 30% true shooting percentage, but um, mm. it's not something I'm enjoying right now. I'll say, like, it's – we might – I hope we get – I just want a Nets Heat series because I really do just want to see, like, okay, what when push comes to shove in the playoffs, who gets the call? Do the superstars? Or are they going to keep doing what they did all year? Because if they do what they've been doing all year, the Heat are legit. I think that when – I guess the media was that high on them. Maybe they were factoring that in. I'm still shaky on their depth, but if they get one injury, I think it like it could. Fall I, yeah, they're, they're they're again. We're still we're not even ten games in yet, so I do. But like Struess, Dwayne Dedman, some of those bench are playing a little bit better. If they could just, I don't know. I think it's too far away from buyout, and I don't know if they have anything to trade. But if they just like one more solid bench piece, I think they'd be like okay for injury. Um, like it wouldn't just ruin them. So Western Conference, top four. Who stays, who doesn't? Jazz, Warriors, Mavericks, Lakers. Oh, the uh the Mavericks are not staying. Mm, I just I don't, don't know, believe third. that, that They have a negative point differential right now. Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> that would be my uh indication. They are only scoring 101 points a game and giving up 106. I just I don't know what their schedule is, but I'm sure three of those wins were bullshit. Like all the other, the Warriors being good, the Jazz being regular season good, the Lakers, I don't know. LeBron apparently has an, an abdominal strain now, so he's out, but I just don't imagine the Lakers being bad for an extended period of time if LeBron plays. But the Mavericks, they don't have anyone besides Luka. No, maybe. Is he all they need? Some would say. Not me, but uh, some. <laughs> Mark Cuban is the only person who's saying such. Uh, I don't because Jazz. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't watched a single minute of the Jazz. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna try to keep that as long as I can. The Warriors are playing some good ball, man. I watched a good bit of them. Uh, they just beat the Hornets pretty sound. Like it was kind of close, and they just kind of went on a run. Um, Miles Bridges plus fifteen thousand, most improved baby. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a new house when I hit that bet, Jazz. I'll be wonderful. If I hit that uh, game of skill, rather. Um, okay, I want to... Miles, they were talking about some last night on the game. Miles Bridges turned down, I think, four for 60 from the Hornets, which, duh. Mikael Bridges got four for 90. Who would you rather have... Go- Money aside, who would you rather have going for? That's a good question. I don't know the numbers whatsoever, 
is this based on purely reputation alone? I think I would like Mikhail Bridges just because I think he's a better defender, but I really feel ignorant about this. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a good justification. The other, the other day I got uh, someone commented on one of my tweets is that it goes, uh, jam is just another typical white liberal nerd who knows nothing of basketball and can't play it. And I said, yeah, no, that's <laughs> read me that's like accurate. a book. <laughs> he got me good. Um, so I, I got, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to, I had to like, uh, eight mile him and just be like, correct. But I don't know yeah, have formed a, a bridges opinion. How about you? We live in a trailer with, uh, Nick Rudman, uh, I, the reason I asked, I had looked this up before last night's game. I didn't know they played, but that worked out beautifully, beautifully for the boy. So over the course of their careers, Mikael Bridges is a better shooter from two. He's a better shooter from three. He's a better shooter from the free throw line. But the thing I wanted to see, how they're scoring. Last year, last year, Mikael, Phoenix Sun, 79% of the time he touched the ball two seconds or less before shooting 79 and 80 percent of the time he took shots on one dribble or less okay so 80 percent two seconds or less 80 percent one dribble or less that was last year this year 79 percent of the time he touched the balls two seconds or less before shooting 84 percent of his shots on one dribble or less so those numbers are steady and inclined like climbing really not necessarily a bad thing you have devin booker chris paul to do the ball handling it's not a bad thing for him to be taking more catch and shoots. Miles, I'd go Miles for this reason. They're getting more comfortable putting the ball in his hand. That's what I want. That's the whole reason I looked this up because last year, 63% of the time, he touched the ball less than two seconds. 70% of his shots, one dribble or less last year. This year, 63 is down to 49, 70 is down to 55. So they're clearly. Like they, they're just trusting him to do more. He can hold the ball longer. He doesn't have to get it and immediately shoot it or move it. He can, you know, dribble. He can poke around, see what's there, try to make a move. And I think he had like 21 in the first. I don't know what he finished with, but he had like 22 in the first half last night. So I think I would, I just feel like that's the way the game is trending. Like it's Mikhail, I think he's an, about as close to an elite three and D player as you can get. And it's like that'll never be a bad thing, but there is, I feel like we just see in the playoffs, there's just a limit to when you can't do anything off the dribble. There's just, it just changes the way your entire team is defended. So Miles Bridge, who's, he takes a lot more threes than Mikael Bridges, which I would not have guessed. Like, like two or three more again, like a substantial amount. Hits a little bit less, but he's creating them off the dribble and taking more. So I think I would go. I don't think there's a wrong answer, which is good. I'll go. I'd like to have them both. I feel like you put them next to each other. You, uh, you have a pretty good uh, wing rotation there. I feel like if you combine them, you got the best player in the world. Um, I'll stick with my only because I remember going into the – it was the Jason Tatum-Josh Jackson draft, and Miles Bridges was in it. And I was like, I would take Miles Bridges over both those guys. And then he went back to school, and I was like, that's a bad idea. I'll, I'll never advise anyone to go back to school. And so I was a little hesitant on him. But I never gave up, and I'm seeing like he's he's he. What what are his current stats? He was at like they showed like twenty three eight, like two still like crazy numbers. Um, 
what's RTBMB at this year? We're looking at, okay, so through nine games, he's at 24 points a game, eight boards, three assists, two steals, a block on 56% from two, 37% from three, 87 from the free throw line. That's all-star. If he does, that's all-star number. I feel like that's yeah. basically what they got Gordon Hayward to do. Um, no, no, no. They got Gordon Hayward to put up 14, uh, 7, and 4. <laughs> and then uh, break his thumb somehow. Um, missed two and, then, and then get very upset and uh, subtly cause locker room uh, dis- discord or just because he's just mad because he came to Charlotte to be a star. And yeah, all of a sudden, Bridges dunked over him in practice. <laughs> and then they have Lamelo Ball, who's just like so much more dynamic. And then Terry Rozier is just like a thousand times cooler than him. Gives you a little trade bait, a little trade bait. But I just the numbers like Miles Bridges went from eight points, 13, 13, 24. And it's one of those like, ah, hey, those will settle, those will come back down to earth. I don't know if they will because this is pretty much what he did the end of last year. That's why it's like, oh, he kind of just picked up where he left. That's why I feel, yeah, I would. I'd pick he went from nine shots a game to 18 shots a game this year, and it's just uh, nothing has gotten worse. Like, I guess yeah. it's like a little drop in percentages, but he's still shooting damn near 50% and then 37% from three, like at that volume. On eight attempts. Like, so yeah. it's like you you take that all day long, and that's. I don't know what they was thinking offering four for 60, man. Just respectfully. I wouldn't if I would I wouldn't offer them four for 60 off of two years ago, going into year three. Like I just you're gonna have to pay more for that. And now he's max, right? Like why would he take less than the max? Unless he just wants to be nice to Charlotte. But if someone has a max offer sheet, if it gets to that, somebody better put that money on that man's door. 1200. Um, not Michael Jordan, though. No. Michael Jordan's gonna try no. to pinch every penny. <laughs> no, I feel like my he's like, listen, we paid Terry, we brought in Hayward, we paid LaMelo. He's like, Michael, you drafted LaMelo, we pay him, don't we? Um, <laughs> there won't be any, any of this bridges. Stuff. When I was a rookie and I'm Michael Jordan, I made a million dollars a year, and they want to give LaMelo <laughs> seven, right? Right, look like I'm made out of money, yes, you do. Um, so just I'm just interested to see really, I don't know, just what like the next archetype is. Because it was 3 and D, and now 3 and D is not, it'll never be a bad thing. But I do think it'll turn into like a, a floor. It's like, okay, like he's, a, he's a 3 and D guy, but he's only, quote unquote, only a 3 and D guy. And to uh, Mikael Bridges, yeah, I, I don't know why they're both named M. Bridges. Phoenix Bridges, he can do a little bit more off the dribble, I think, than he gets credit for. But that's why I wanted to check the numbers because I feel like he showed it in the playoffs and regular season. They just went back to him just spotting up. So I don't know if that's, you know, the role they have for him. It's what he sees for himself. I feel like the Hornets have allowed and encouraged Miles Bridges to expand himself. Different players, different development. Um, But Mikael got four for 90, and I think Miles is about to blow past that. I don't know what his max for four years is, but I'm one – 10 120-ish, I'm guessing. Um, I imagine he just walks right into that. Um, I want to hear about this Celtics locker room meeting. Oh, this is wild. Uh, so they had a meeting. Well, first, sure. Marcus Smart, after they completely they blow a 
19 point fourth quarter lead or 17 point fourth quarter lead to the Bulls said that Jason and Jalen need to pass more down the down the stretch. Woo. The Celtics have, I think, their net rating in the fourth quarter or their offensive rating in the fourth quarter is 87 points per 100 possessions, and 100 is average. I was going to say, that is not good. <laughs> no. it is. Uh, if it wasn't for the Timberwolves, they'd have the absolute worst net rating in the league for fourth quarters. So never. Well, here's the thing. Um, so y'all basically have the worst. That's, that's what I'm reading. Yes. If, you're, if you're in a category like the Timberwolves, the Kings, the, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have the worst rating. Yes. And they haven't been good in fourth quarters. I would say dating back to that heat, Eastern conference finals in the bubble, like their execution. Mm, that's what two seasons ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Two seasons ago, but like 13 months, which is just weird. Yeah, two, it was four <laughs> weeks ago, but it was the 1998 season somehow. Yeah. Um, um, but apparently before the Mavericks game, they had a, uh, a, a players only meeting and it's, uh, seven games into the season is a little early to have the wow, players only meeting. But uh, Woj came out and reported that it was an emotional meeting, okay. and Woj somehow knew that it was all, uh, emotional, not productive, and not beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> Woj didn't just report the meeting; he said it was emotional, not productive, and not Woj beneficial. Woj just peeked up out of a garbage can like Oscar, like man, you ain't talking about shit, and just <laughs> pop back down. Uh, this is a terrible team meeting. So if it's a players only meeting. Who texted Woj and told them that that, those three details? I feel like that's the question I need answered, which would go into why you need a players-only meeting seven games into the season. Because we hadn't walked out the damn meeting and shook hands, and Woj is like, man, they weren't talking about shit in there, man. I got the transcript. Woj got it from, uh, according to journalism, Woj got it from two people. He got it confirmed that it was emotional. That's Not productive and not beneficial. But then after the game, they were like, no, um, we just had a team dinner and the, the players, the coaches let the players show up a, a half hour early. And that was the that was the team meet, players only meeting. So I don't know what to believe. Did they win the game against the Mavericks? Uh, they beat the Magic. Yeah, they beat the oh, Magic. Man, by, bad, they, man. they held the Magic to like 72 points. Absolute. Uh, holding a terrible team to few points. Yes. Um, so, so they're three and five. 12 seed, what offense or defense? What are you more worried about? Defense. Well, I'm most worried about Jason Tatum. Like, for some reason, he's just not good this year. Not getting to the rim at all. Not taking any free throws. Not really making threes. Uh, I don't know if it's the foul rules. I don't know if it's the new ball. Mm. I don't know what's going on. But pretty much, if he's had a good game... Uh, other than yesterday against the Mavericks, they won. And then in all of their losses, he's had a bad game. Like Jalen Brown, putting up 30 points a game. Al Horford, been oh, he's been playing decent from what I've seen, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just Jason Tatum has not been good. And basically, Jason Tatum's going to take the team as far as uh, they're going to go. And so, for, like, if he, he just can't be this inconsistent. So the 12th seed, eh? We'll see. I mean, they're only they're, – it's it's still early. Like Boston, like Marcus Smart came out and said that like uh, that Jason and Jalen need to pass more, which is you know just like objectively true. But we're just so conditioned right now to be like oh, a player said so, like what he actually felt in front of the media. Right. There's columns like we need to trade Marcus Smart. Ime Udoka has lost the locker room. We need to fire him after seven games. Yeah, like, no, just I'm, out should here. the Celtics even still be an organization? Some are asking. 
it's uh, I just the season doesn't even start till Christmas, folks. We just let's let's uh, pause. Oh, yeah, not Tatum's. It's a like Bradley Bill, his team has played well, but Bill hasn't looked particularly good. Dame hasn't really got like it's a number of star players that it's like, okay, we're we eight, ten games in, man. You still shooting 32? Like, okay, what's Trey up? What's hasn't, up? Trey has an under 50. Trey shoot, hasn't, shoot. yeah, because I went out searching for uh, all the other player stars who are being back. <laughs> Trey, has well, um. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say this, but um, Schmevin Schmucker has not been uh, all right. great in the all right. uh, enough. He listen, he got a lot on his plate. His owners are racist. <laughs> Cut him a break. Yeah. Everyone else in the league has that same problem. <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul's like, yeah, that was me every team I ever played for. Get used to it. Uh, I do think this about like for whatever, just the like the style of team that I think Ainge leading in Stevens, they just want like a scoring point guard and this is what happened like you went from it to kyra uh, to kyra to Kyrie to kimba to and now schroeder leans towards scoring i think it's it's like we want somebody to pass the ball but we're not we're not going to get that person we're not going to acquire that person um well it's it's insane because they said all the offseason they're like marcus smart's the point guard we're going to like have marcus smart develop the offense i think marcus smart is probably the best passer on the team just in terms of making reads the fourth quarter comes it's all Jason Tatum ISO. It's just like, like is, is Marcus Smart your point guard or is he not your point guard? Like, are well, you gonna I mean, let him? That, I mean, some Tatum's got to make the shots, but some of that's got to go on Yudoka, right? Like, hey, this isn't working. Like, we gotta. If he's hot, then yeah, feed him and let him go ISO. But if not, we gotta we gotta move the rock. The worst thing is that like he just insists on playing Josh Richardson, and it's like mm. if you're gonna put Jason Tatum in the and you're gonna make him the playmaker. You gotta surround him with four shooters. Let me like, say you this: you're gonna put, put Jason Tatum and make him the playmaker. Let me stop you right there. That, that that's your first mistake. I just he's, he's just not there yet. I think he gets there. He's just not there yet. He's been getting better at like making the right passes, but like in a lot of these games, he's making a pass to Dennis Schroeder or Dennis Schroeder's the probably the best three point shooter on Dude. the Celtics right now, which is uh, it's probably Jalen Brown. Well. No, Jalen's uh, pretty uh-huh. good. But it's like there's a possession against the Bulls where they triple team Tatum and he made a perfect pass to Grant Williams in the on top of the break. And it's just like you can't surround Jason Tatum with Grant Williams and Dennis Schroeder. And it's just like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, who you want? Peyton Pritchard and Ennis Cantor? Who, 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 who? I do want Peyton Pritchard. He can at least. No, well, no. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I want Aaron Neesmith. Aaron Neesmith has been benched. Just DNPs. It's mysterious because Josh Richardson's getting. 30 minutes a game, and Neesmith gets nothing. That's tough. Um, man, I hate to see the Celtics in disarray, man. I know. You and the rest of the NBA Twitter just is – it's not fun for you guys. I was even trying to find, like, Monty Morris maybe. Um, the one I really – I just don't know if y'all have what it takes to get it. Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet would fix a lot of things. On I think he's got enough of that, like, set people up, Gene – Good enough shooter, good enough defender. I just don't know. Like the Raptors are third right now. There was talk like if they go the other way, not if they're top three, of course. But I do a Fred Van Fleet, Ben Simmons type. Uh might really get that offense going. I don't know if the Raptors would do it, but I'd love Fred Van Fleet. That guy can do everything. What would you trade for him? I don't even know what. What the Raptors Tatum. would want in that situation. I would not trade Tatum. I would not trade Brown. At this point, it feels like everyone, like, I probably wouldn't trade Robert Williams, but I, I consider it. 
what, what shit? What's uh, smart? Knee Smith Pritchard and P- I, I don't. What's left, man? They're they're at this point the Celtics don't have a like they have a lot of good tradable contracts, but the only way they're getting right. a sp- player is if the player is demanding off their team. And I just don't see Fred Van Vliet being like, I need to go to the Celtics. I will be in Boston. Um, I know y'all need a trade for Baby Boy of the Week. Baby Boy of the Week. I think y'all should trade for the Baby Boy of the Week, Jan. Baby Boy of the Week, Tyler Harrow. Tyler Harrow. I think y'all should trade for him. He's had the most points off the bench through however many games they played in NBA history, however many games. Uh, he's at 22, six boards, four assists right now, 51% from two, 41% from three on seven attempts. Oh, God, he's going to score 30 tonight against the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 85% from the free throw line. The usage is up. The assists are up. The efficiency is up. The true shooting is up. The turnovers are down. The rebounds are up. The defense is better. He's coming off the bench playing 32 minutes a game and they still are on pace to have one of the best defensive ever defenses ever. So they're to whatever extent, if they're going at him, it ain't working because they're still kicking ass and they're playing your Celtics tonight as it would appear. So I'm looking right now, Tyler Harrow, 19 and a half points. Give me that over. Oh yeah. No, put all your money on that. Ooh. Okay. Okay. 19 and a half points. Or two and a half threes make. Like, do y'all give up a lot of threes? Oh, oh, do we? If you run a dribble handoff against the Celtics, uh, it's somewhat okay. to the sideline. It's an open three. I am going do, with. Do the Heat run any dribble handoffs? Do their players move without the basketball? No. Do Listen, like Harold, Robbins, and Lowry—they they couldn't shoot their way out of a paper bag, man. Uh, I'm going over on Tyler Harrow's two and a half three pointers made. Give me. Jason Tatum, 24 and a half points. That's a big number, man. I'm looking, he's 27, 20, and 14 the last three games. That 24 and a half is a big number. Um, gonna go under, big guy. Gonna go under, big guy. And I need. Oh, the NFL. Dude, it's Jets Colts this week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even disrespect any of our listeners with a pick from that. Um Oh my God! Do I? Rudy Gobert is at thirty points, rebounds, and assists again. That's just the risk team is just putting it out there just to try to make you pick Rudy Gobert. You know, the last time I picked it, he finished with thirty-one exactly. That's how I know the risk team and Gobert in on this. Um, He had twelve points and twenty boards. One like the assists just don't. He's just getting twenty boards a game now. Um, And if he misses, it'll give me a reason in which to slander him. So we're going to lock that in right now. Over on Gobert, 30 points, round, uh, points rebounds, assists. Under on Tatum, 24 and a half points. I just, I think, I feel like I've seen probably two to three. So whatever, whatever ones have been on TV. And it's just like, boy, he missed again. The ball's just not going in. Um, so I look forward to him scoring 48 points tonight. But in the over on Harrow's threes, two and a half, give me that. Give me yeah, that. No, that's he's going to do at least five. We're yeah, we're locking that in. Promo code trio. Go on and get you some. Uh, again, Thursday night football. I got, I got nothing for that. Um, I close on a somber note. My Wildcats. 
I laid out last week how we could make it to the college football playoff, um, and we were promptly pummeled. Uh, <laughs> I saw that they lost. I did not know they were pummeled. <laughs> promptly pummeled. I don't. It was one of those legit. I don't know the final score because it certain like from the tip, it's like oh they're just they're just beating us offensively. Everything we don't stand a chance. It was midway through the third quarter. I think we were down like two scores, like not even insurmountable. But something happened. I was like, I'm watching the Braves, man, because we're not winning this. And we for sure did not win it. Um, 30, so everything 31 17 is respectable. That's a respectable loss. Yeah, it, it, uh, sure. Um, <laughs> everything I played out last week for making the playoff still applies. Just not for Kentucky. Just not for us. We're out. We fucked that up. Um, what about the, Cincinnati? They're close to Kentucky. They've not even lost a game this all year. Cincinnati got kind of fucked uh they got royally boned <laughs> they, dropped the, fucked. they dropped the first college football playoff cincinnati is number two in the ap they are number six in the uh, yeah can you show me that please uh just the college the current college football rankings um they haven't lost yet to go from two to six is tough because there's just not they don't have a lot of way to make up that ground they got games left, of course, but just not against good teams, which is <laughs> salute to the playoff. Because not respectfully, we don't want to watch this. Like they're just, it's a good story. It's a good story. Um, it should be like the All Star game when you make the All Star game, but you're hurt. You can still say you made the All Star game. They should be able to still say they made the college football playoff. We're looking at this. The the this is the first rankings. Number one is Georgia. That is correct. They're the best team in the nation. Number two is Alabama. I think they're the second best team in the nation. I don't know if they should be two here. It doesn't ultimately, it doesn't, it's splitting hairs because I they're among the top four. Michigan State, number three, they are cooking right now, but they've still got, I think, two, if not three, very like ranked big time games left. Oregon four is absurd. Um, they beat Ohio State, who was five. They also lost to Stanford, who's not listed. Because they're three and five. So I feel like that alone should get you out of the top four. Uh, Ohio State, they'll be in the mix. Cincinnati has got the biggest gripe here for sure. Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. I don't, they'll, they all play each other. So that we'll find out who's the best of those. Cincinnati got boned. Oklahoma, of the, I think Oklahoma's still going to make it. They're still undefeated. They haven't, I don't, I'm not sure why they're so low here. They're undefeated too. Yeah, that Oklahoma has not lost. They've had a couple close calls, but they have not lost. I don't I don't understand. Like I thought Cincinnati's getting boned because they're not in a power five conference. Well, last time I heard Oklahoma football is like a pretty important <laughs> the biggest. Uh <laughs> uh, but they they've still got to play Oklahoma State, who is eleven. They'll have to play them for the like their regular season game and probably the Big Twelve championship. So they'll probably play them back to back games. I think they're. I don't know if they beat them twice. I do think they're a better team, so it wouldn't surprise me if they beat them twice. I do think Oklahoma ends up there. Um, Wake Forest kind of got jobbed. A lot of people got shafted here, really, because <laughs> Wake Forest is also undefeated. And <laughs> they, yeah, it's <laughs> your record Wake, means nothing. We just want the best SEC schools. Still, they're undefeated in the ACC, which is normally just Clemson's spot. Clemson is just like, hey, we're the undefeated team in the ACC. But we're not ninth. Um, so Wake Forest, Notre Dame, about where they expect it. Oklahoma State and Baylor. I believe Baylor may have a 
big game or two chance to move up. Auburn still plays Alabama. A&M, not serious. BYU, not serious. Ole Miss, I, can't, I think they end up – They their quarterback got hurt, but I think he came back, and I think they ended up winning. So Ole Miss only loss might be Alabama. Anybody after that, just feasibly, you're not. Sorry. Um, Minnesota, Fresno State. Sorry. Um, I think the final, I think it's going to end up being Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma. I'll go Michigan State. I'll go Michigan State. I know it. I'm sure Ohio, I think Ohio State plays them this, and I'm sure they just beat them like a drum. But I, I like what I like what Michigan State got going on. Because their coach is in the spot where he can he can just stay at Michigan State and just be a boss for like he just helped pick the new athletic director. They just got like $30 million in upgrades. So he could stay there forever. He could go to LSU, which is open, and he coached there with Nick Saban. So I feel like he's kind of he's coaching with the house money. Oregon, I want out of there. Why don't they just have the Big Ten championship game winner play the SEC championship game winner and then just call it a night? Like, what is what is the point of all these rankings? <laughs> well, and this is this is why, like, in theory, it's like, hey, expand the playoff to eight and twelve and more teams. It's like, listen, you don't you don't really want to see Cincinnati play Alabama, like, respectfully. You Alabama wants to see that, um, and then it gets. I mean, you could get some good if you want to. Stack it up like the six through 12 or whatever the top teams get a buy. It's just too complex because there is such a gap between one Georgia and everybody else here. Then two Alabama and everybody else here. So it's one. I think they should just do the SEC versus the SEC and call it the champ. Is there a chance that Georgia and Alabama play in the SEC championship game and then play again in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. That seems like some high drama. Maybe that would draw some listeners to the old television on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's like if Alabama if they both went out as they should, they'll play in the SEC championship game, and it becomes a thing where if Bama wins, they're in the playoff. If not, I don't think they make the playoff just because they would have two losses and it's just multiple teams up here with zero. But if they win that, UGA's done enough to stay in. Bama would of course be in. So the question I've been asking UGA, I was like, I know you want to win it all, but you you're gonna have two shots to beat Bama. You're gonna have two cracks at it. And of course, yeah, we want to beat them both. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, but I do think they will get that that second crack at. I'll, I'll still I'll go Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oklahoma. I think yeah, Ohio State barely out. Cincinnati and Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Sorry, um, Kentucky. We'll get them next year. You guys are doing great. Um, damn, we got our ass beat. Saturday. That was yeah, it's just just a just a thorough drubbing. Hats off to Mississippi State. Just a thorough drubbing. On to this week before we get out of here. Night game. Cats play the volunteers, our rival. Night game in Lexington. The line, cats by four. The over-under is 60. Last week, even as bad off as I was, I missed the pick. I got the over-under right. There was I got the points part right. Um Tennessee can score points. That a rival game always worries me. Night game worries me. Tennessee can score points. That worries me. Our offense hasn't looked that good lately, but we played two two teams listed on the, on this very chart. Uh, Tennessee is not on this chart, so I think we can get some points going. But this game is just traditionally like last four or five years, just low scoring. So I think the Cats bounce back. Give me the Cats and the four points, but I'm taking the under. I think we see a a low scoring 
game here, but I do like the cats. And four, four was the last thing I saw. I don't know what it's changed to now. Um, go cat, please, man. Come on, please. Not two weeks straight, baby. Please. And last thing, it, it's been talked about the Henry Ruggs. I don't even know what to call uh tragedy. I was gonna say situation. Situation feels light. This is legit a story where I feel like every single update I've seen has been considerably worse than the previous update I have seen. And if you're unfamiliar, Henry Ruggs, it was a receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the first round pick last year was having a very good year. Went to Alabama, the pedigree, all that. And two, three nights ago, was doing 156 miles an hour on a residential street. Crashed into a woman in a car that was, I believe, parked. I don't. She wasn't moving. I don't know if she was parked or at a light, but was not moving. He was going 127 miles an hour when the airbags deployed. What's the fastest you've ever driven or been driven? I think I clock out at about 100. It's a smart way to clock out. Fast I, I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to see how fast the car would go, and I drove 116 miles an hour. It was a bad idea. Were you uh, also extremely stone, intoxicated? At the time? I, I was also stone cold sober for one and going 40 less miles per hour. 40 less miles per hour. So he hit the car. Uh, her dog was in the car. Dog was killed. Her car burst into flames. People could hear her screaming because she was trapped in the car that burst into flames because somebody hit her doing 127 miles an hour. Okay. And I say all this. This is not a shit on Henry Ruggs thing. He's going to get what any shit he's going to get it right. Like whatever law, whatever legal he's already been cut. The legal system is going to get do whatever they need to do. I say this to just please, please, please make better decisions because this, this wasn't a mistake. This wasn't a mistake. If he if they were leaving the restaurant, he forgot his hat. That's a mistake. Um. I forgot to put my seatbelt on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like these are these are mistakes. Choosing to be twice the legal limit, going twice the speed limit in a residential area, and changing the lives of one this young woman's family, but also your own. Also your and that's why I say it's not necessarily a shit on Henry Ruggs thing because that, that guy has a one year old daughter. A one year old daughter. His girlfriend was in the car with him. I, I saw she had serious, but I think she's gonna gonna live um injuries he's going to i mean he one he has to live with that forever and two he's going to legally get whatever's coming to him but i just i say all that to say this is not me sitting high and looking low this is me somebody that has sped somebody that has had drinks and got behind the wheel of a car stupidly and so i say this to say that don't do that that's that's the point don't do bad things no um the NFL, they have, it's been going, I don't even buy it. Like they're saying, hey, the NFL, all they have to do is look on the back of like their card, their NFL ID card and call a number and a car will pick them up 24-7. Why do this? Everybody listening to this also has that same capability. That's You don't even have to play for the NFL. You don't, to, you don't even have to call a number. You just open an app, tell them where you want to go. So I, I again, duh, don't drink and drive. Just I, I'm, I'm just begging people to make 
better decisions. That wasn't a mistake. It was a choice. It was a bad choice. Um, it was a choice that uh, directly impacts everyone around him. Like you can do, make stupid decisions if you're the only one that is harmed from it. I would still advise you to to not do that. But right. To, yeah. To go if he out did and just do something, of, yeah, so reckless that just endangers not just the woman he hit, but every single person he passed on that street. It's just it's it's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So again, just encourage people. Um, just be safe out there. Just please make good decisions, man. I just like Halloween and apparently the day after Thanksgiving is just a huge bar day, which I learned recently. Um, I'm just just please make good decisions. Just wait those few extra minutes. Call that Uber. Call that Lyft. Um, I feel like it's a, it's a thing Derek, uh, Derek Carr talked about. It's like, I wish I could have been there for him. I think there are a lot of people like that would it's like, I don't want to bother anybody there. I would get up at three in the morning, and go drive somebody. I wouldn't want to do it, but I would do it. You know, if what I'm it, saying? If it explain the circumstances. And it's like, look, I don't want to be a dickhead and get behind the wheel of a car. And I got no other options. Well, like, I don't want you to be a dickhead either. I don't yeah, want look, to pick you up, but like out of the two choices, I will prefer this one. I'd say I have said, I'll probably be like, okay, you tell me where I will send a Lyft or Uber to come get like, you don't worry about that. I will get you home. Um, so again, just try to be safe out here, make good decisions, um, send some prayers, some good energy, whatnot to that. Uh, that young woman was 23 years old, man, 23 years old and lost her life for something that had literally nothing to do with her. I didn't make it better or worse, but it had nothing to do with her. So prayers and vibes, good energy, whatever to her family. Uh, I would ask you to send something to his family. I understand people are probably <laughs> maybe not in the mood to pray for Henry Ruggs. I get that. Uh, if you are, I, that guy's 22, man. He got a, he knock on wood. He got a lot of life left. So this is on the resume. Nothing will change that. But I do think, I don't even know what I think, man. I was going to say, I don't think he's a lost cause. I, I don't know what I think, man. No, I, just, he, I, I just don't know. Um, but he's the type of person where he's like, you show your true compassion when it's like the people you hate the most or the people you ju are judging the most. It's like when you can actually be the most compassionate. And so like, yeah, that guy does like, he needs all the compassion. He, he needs to be held like accountable for what he did, but he also needs Definitely. like all the compassion at the same time. There's a way to do both. It's not just a either or situation. Yeah. So uh, if you're picking, <laughs> pray for her family. Um, but you know, if you if you got a little left in you again, just sit like again, a one year old daughter, a fan. I don't who knows how many people like in or around him, not even like relying on him, like just feeder system off of him. But like he he had made it first round draft pick last year was having a good year, was going to get paid generational wealth and all that's gone. And there are people that that affected that had nothing to do with that. So just be mindful how your decisions may or may not affect others intentionally or unintentionally. Um, send some good vibes up to that young woman's family. I, send something to him. I don't know, man. I just, it, it's a tough situation because if, if that was my family member, would I be saying to send compassion to Henry Ruggs? Um, he would still need it, but would I be saying it? So, I don't know. Use your own discretion there. Um, we'll let you handle it from there. But for this week's Not Here to Argue, that'll do it for myself. That'll do it for Jam. That'll do it for Underdog. Um, 
over, over, over on Tyler Harrow. RTB and B most improved. Um, make good decisions. Don't ask people in your organization why you can't say the N-word. If you can't say the N-word, don't lie and say you're immunized if you're not vaccinated. What's your stance on Pansy and your uh, people who work for you? Fine with it. Um, <laughs> not only am I fine with it, I support, uh, I support, condone, and endorse pantsing. The misogyny, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, that's not my bag. Uh, pantsing people for sure. If I ever see a member of the risk team, it's on site. I'm pantsing. Oh, that, look, <laughs> you know, when they pull the underwear up over their head, that's that's what the risk team getting. Um, so until I get to pants the risk team for the for the entertainment. Of myself and everyone here and myself. We'll catch you next time.